Welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Certified Financial Planner Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth LLC. In this podcast, we help individuals and couples plan for a peaceful and enjoyable retirement. Join us on this journey where we explore the importance of simplifying the retirement planning process as Stephen, with his years of experience and expertise in retirement income planning, along with guest experts, will help you achieve first wisdom, then wealth. And don't forget to check out the Simplify Your Retirement online course and other great resources at simplifyyourretirement.com. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth. I'm excited for today's episode, as I know, Stephen, you have a fantastic guest with you today. Absolutely. This is uh, one of the shows I've been looking forward to, and we introduced uh, last week what we're going to cover in this season, and today we're going to dig into one of those three primary missions of Wise Wealth, help people to be able to give and to serve and to enjoy life like never before, and in this one, obviously, the focus today is on giving. Awesome. Yeah, I know we're really excited. For those of you tuning in today, if you didn't hear the episode about the mission statement, seasons season three, episode one and two, definitely go back and listen to that as you dive into this and you'll find out why we're talking about giving today. So Stephen, who do you have with you today? Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to have Evan Lang with us here in the uh, in the studio today. Evan, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephen. Absolutely. Evan is the president of the Midwest region for The Signatory. He works closely with financial advisors, attorneys, and business owners to develop strategies to minimize tax liability and maximize charitable giving. Evan is a licensed attorney and practice law at top firms in Kansas City prior to joining The Signatory. So that's a little bit about Evan, but then also a lot of people may not be familiar with The Signatory. So Evan, I guess I'll just start with that question right there. What do you want to tell everybody about The Signatory? Yeah, thank you so much, Stephen. And hey, thank you so much for letting me be on this podcast. I love what you all do at Wise Wealth and how you really focus to help clients in so many different ways, including generosity. And that's what we're about at The Signatory. We want to see people give to their fullest potential and to really explain the biblical principles behind giving. Why do we give? And then we try to implement some of the how can you give using tools like a donor advised fund or using assets for giving. A lot of different ways that we get to do that. But the mission at The Signatory, which pretty much sums us up, is we are here to educate and facilitate radical acts of biblical generosity for the generations. So that's what we do. I'm excited to be here and talk with you about it today. That's awesome. And that's why we're excited to have you on the show. Obviously, those of you who are uh, familiar with Wise Wealth, with the Simplify Retirement podcast, you know that's what we're all about educating people and equipping people. And so that's what today's show will be. I know I also wanted to mention that the signatory was established in uh, the year 2000 and since just 2000. I read this on your website today, Evan, that you have facilitated more than $3 billion in transformational grants for nonprofits around the world. And I want to make sure people, obviously people can listen to the podcast from anywhere in America and around the world, but the signatory is headquartered right here in Kansas City. Yeah, that's right. And what's exciting about that number, $3 billion is a lot. In over 21 years, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. $2 billion of those dollars have really been in the last two years. And so we've seen just huge growth to ministries all over the country, all over the world to see what God's doing. That really is amazing uh, to think about that two billion in the last two years. And this was in the middle of COVID-19. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic and people's generosity and I guess desire to give and maybe there's been more needs to give to. But what do you attribute to that? 
there's a lot of different factors. 2020 was a crazy year, not just with pandemic, but with an election, some of the racial things that have occurred and natural disasters, plenty of needs out there. It's also a unique time in the world of uh, business sales. So right. people are selling businesses. Right. Real estate prices are really high. The stock market, as you know, mm -hmm. has kind of gone crazy uh, since last March. And so a uh, lot of factors yeah. to it. The thing I would, I hope that, that we see is that people are just being more generous. Yes. And so that's exciting to see. That's awesome. Well, before we get into a couple of questions that I want to talk to you about today in the area of giving, I do want to remind the audience, I think I should start the show by reminding everybody about the focus or the theme really of season three of the Simplify Your Timer podcast, and that is the mission of Wise Wealth. The mission of Wise Wealth is to guide investors on the path to financial significance where they are free to give and to serve and to enjoy life like never before. So for those of you who are just picking up our podcast today for the very first time, I would recommend you go back and listen to episodes one and two of season three, where we talked really about each one of those words, how important they are. But then now we want to dig into each one of these three areas, giving and serving and enjoying life. And so for our podcast listeners, what we want you to know is we're going to have an expert like Evan come on and talk about, you know, these topics first. And then you're going to hear from some of our clients here, here some from some real life people who are involved in using some of these tools and involved in giving and so forth. So we're excited about this season, but also the, these three topics in particular. And so Evan, I guess I would just start by asking a question about generosity and giving. What do you think is the, what is the primary motivation that people ought to have to give? Some people think it's automatically about tax deduction other reasons, why, why do you see it as a primary reason for people to have that as a goal in life, to be free to give as much as they possibly can? Yeah, it's like a lot of good things to think about is the why do we actually give? And something that I do think about is truly the treasure principle. That is such a, a key aspect of the why. And I'll give you a verse. Uh, this is, comes from Acts 20, verse 35, and really the end of 35. And this is Paul, and he's sharing with the church he quotes Jesus, and this is a very common quote, but it says, it is more, in Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And if that's not enough why, <laughs> Jesus, who tells you, by the way, if you give, you're gonna be more blessed than if you receive things. That why is, it is in closer to the gospel. The gospel is John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his son to us. And so that why behind it is really exciting to see people when they take that step in generosity, to be able to, when you have freedom to give because, right. hey, maybe I'm, I paid off debt or I'm financially free in so many different ways that I get to really live into this generosity space. It's amazing to see uh, kind of the transformation. That's awesome. You know, people can pick up the Bible and look at the words in red, and those are the words of Jesus. And you go through the Gospels and you see a lot of red, but then you go to the book of Acts, there's not a lot of red in red, but one of the few words in red that Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And that's a great principle. And people need to know that generosity, we look at it and say, it blesses the, the charity, the people that we're giving it to, the ministries, the charitable organizations. It's blessing them for sure, but it also blesses the person who's actually doing the giving. I've seen studies before that literally that relate people's happiness to their generosity. And, and just the reality is, and even success, I've seen both of these studies, you know what I mean? Success and happiness related to generosity, and it just proves what Jesus said. And that is the more you give, I mean, you receive, but also you're just blessed because of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those 
small aspects in the Bible that you see that it says, hey, just try it out. You can start very slowly, very simply, and experience it for yourself. And it's one of those things that doesn't return void. If you go and give, you're going to experience joy. You're going to get reward. I don't know what those rewards could be, but there will be rewards here and in heaven. And if you just start, then it's kind of like that snowball. Then you want to do more and you want to do more and you want to do more, which is really exciting to see. Love to be a blessing to other people, but then also, yeah, just you reap the rewards of that. It's like, how many kids do you have, Evan? Got three Three kids, Paul. I have three as well. Paul has three as well. I've got four, so I I beat you guys here in the room. But the point is that you go to Christmas Day, right? And something changes from becoming a child to an adult. When you're a child, it's all about what you receive. But then when you become a parent, it's all about what you give. And it gives you great joy to watch your children open these gifts that you have purchased for them because you're trying to be a blessing to them and to see their reaction. And that's awesome. So that's part of the joy of, of generosity. Absolutely. And I would say, for one, I'm really tall. So my kids are probably <laughs> taller, Stephen. So you got more, but maybe like height-wise, maybe if mine we will. stack them yeah, all up. Maybe I can still be taller. But well, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. I've got a football player in the mix. Oh, so that's true. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's true. Basketball on this side. But you yeah, know, you're, right. you're absolutely right. I mean, think about as the father is watching yeah. us. Right and watching us be generous with one another, to take care of one another, to support one another. It is such a big blessing to see that. That's awesome. So we know that giving and this attitude of generosity or this goal to be generous, people should be wanting to do this because it blesses them. But another reason, there there happens to be a benefit that the IRS gives people for being generous. And so some people look at being generous and giving uh, because they can get a tax deduction. So let's talk a little, little bit about that. How does a person get a tax deduction? How much of their income can they deduct? I know things changed with the CARES Act when that came out, but you want to talk a little bit about tax deductions. Sure. sure. And before we do, I'll give you my disclaimer. I am an attorney, but I'm not giving any yes. legal advice or anything else. And I'm also going to say, hey, if somebody wants to give only for tax purposes, I'm not in- interested. <laughs> and I really love that, that treasure, that yeah. transformation side of things. But right. yeah, I mean, our government is very generous to people that are generous. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when you give to charity, to a 501c3, to a church, to a school, a tax-exempt organization, as an individual, you can deduct that amount from your income at tax time, and which ultimately lowers down your taxes. And it's really great. And so, yeah, for an individual in the United States or a married couple, you can deduct up to 60% of your income every year using gifts of cash to a public charity. And so when I say income, if you think of your tax return, Stephen, mm-hmm. and you look at the bottom number on the first page, that's your adjusted gross income. Right. You can take 60% of that number and give it away to charity every year, mm-hmm. basically cut out 60% of your income, which you have to pay taxes on. Mm-hmm. And the CARES Act ch- changed that. And it also changed that for 2021, because right. now you can deduct up to 100%. Yes. Which, that's amazing. Which I will say, again, even from a tax perspective, is maybe actually not the wisest thing to do. Right. Because there's other tax deductions on your income for mortgage interest and for state and local government taxes that you pay that you can also deduct. So if you give 100% of your income right. away, you're losing out on some of your other deductions too. The biggest thing 
that we see at the signatory is yeah. kind of the second tier. Yep. So you can deduct up to 30% of your income using gifts of non-cash assets. So that's everything that's not cash. That includes giving real estate or giving publicly traded stock or even closely held business interest. You can deduct up to 30% of your income using gifts of non-cash assets. And, the, and most people will say, well, hold on, yeah. 30 is not as good as 60. Yeah. That's right, except that Whenever you, when the charity receives that, when the public okay. charity, that could be the signatory, that could be other organizations okay. that receive that, they're tax exempt. And so right. say it's Apple stock that you bought for a dollar right. and now it's worth $200 or $300, right. whatever it's worth. Yeah. If you sell that, you're gonna have a lot of taxes to pay. Yeah. If you donate that, you get a tax deduction for the fair market value, so $300. Okay. And then once the charity sells it, they don't have to pay any taxes on it. So something that cost you a dollar now is equal to $300 of deduction into a charity or ministry. So you eliminate the capital gain tax. Exactly. Yep. And you get a deduction. Yes. And that's interesting. So the 60%, which is the normal amount that you can deduct off your income for, that's for cash. Yes. That's just writing a check to a charity yep. or something like that. But the 30% is if it's non-cash. Yes. But then what about people that don't itemize their deductions? Yeah. So obviously that changed a few years ago. They raised the standard exemptions, I guess, married, filing jointly, it's over 25,000. So for those people, it's a little more difficult to get a tax deduction, which goes back to our first point today. And you do it just because you want to be generous and yeah. blessed. but. You know, you want to talk about that a little bit, the standard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the yeah. So most people, only about 10 percent of the population in the United States actually itemizes okay. their deduction, which means you actually get a tax benefit for giving to charity. Mm -hmm. So most people actually don't receive that. And by the way, we're talking about a lot of different numbers here yeah. at the signatory. We study how many yes. how much people give <laughs> yeah. in the United States. The average amount of money that people give is only about 2 percent of income okay. levels. For evangelical Christians, that only goes up to like 2.5%. Okay. So very low amounts as far as percentage of income. Very few people hit 60%, very yeah. few hit 30%. But for that example, the 25,000 yeah. right. you know, person that, say they're, say you have somebody that donates $5,000 mm -hmm. to their church every yeah. year. There's lots of people that do that. Yes. They don't get any tax benefit right. by doing so. It, there are strategies where you can start to say, hey, what if I give not just this year mm -hmm. the amount of money I give to church, I'm going to give next year and maybe even the following year's amount this year. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we're, later on we're going to talk about donor advised funds right. and some of those strategies, but if you can pool those giving dollars in a single year and take a tax benefit from it, and then the next years maybe you don't give right. or you're just doing multiple years giving in one single year, it's a great way to take advantage of the tax deductions now, whereas later on you, you avoided those. And then maybe get a tax deduction once every three years instead of never Absolutely. or something like that. So really, unless someone's itemized expenses is greater than 25,000, of course, you're talking about married filing jointly, then they're not going to be able to deduct it, maybe except for $600, I think, if you're uh, married filing jointly, 300 if you're single. So there's still some deduction. You know what I mean, for that point. So we're talking about giving with Evan Lang from uh, The Signature. We talked about why people should give, but also be, there are some tax deductions. If you're a person who itemizes, you're able to deduct up to 60% of your income if it's a cash gift. And since you brought it up, we'll go ahead and talk about this now. We'll talk about non-cash gifts. So people just automatically assume that the only type of giving they can do is a lot of times cash. I need to sell the business and then make a charitable deduction, uh, 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 donation. I need to sell the stock. You brought up that example. I need to sell the real estate first 
and then make the charitable donation. But what do you want to say about that? I know people can give these things prior to and, and maybe avoid some taxes and get a greater deduction. Yeah. Well, this is where I wish we would have like the buzzer sound be like, ah, yes. no, that's wrong. That's wrong, Stephen. We don't want you don't want to sell the assets. You yeah. want to give the assets. And, and here's the principle yeah. behind this, by the way. God owns everything. Yeah. God owns the money in your bank account, the money you give away. He owns all the assets uh, that you have, your real estate, your stock, your house, everything, it belongs to God. And so if we can be generous with those things, again, we can talk about the tax benefits of it, but it just opens up a whole new level of ways for you to give and give even more away. So when we talk about other types besides cash, I think it's important in the investment world context that we're really talking a lot of times about non-qualified assets non-IRA assets. So for example, stocks that are held in a you know, trust account or an individually owned brokerage account, not in an IRA. There's no benefit to that. Or real estate owned outside of an IRA and even businesses. Words, we're talking about something that you would normally, if you sold it, you gave the example of buying Apple for $1, which would be great, and selling it for three to 300 instead of selling it first, paying the capital gain, then giving the, you can actually give the stock so how does this work if somebody has a piece of real estate that has low cost basis, high appreciation? How does someone give that to a charity? Yeah, absolutely. And do they have to do all of it? Is it all or nothing? Yeah, no, this is a great question. So yeah, the basically the way you would do that is before you sell it, so before there is a mm -hmm. binding obligation for you to sell it, you instead can give the whole asset or yeah, you can give if it's real estate or business interest, mm -hmm. you can give a fractional piece of it. So for example, say you want to tithe, you want to give 10% of it. You can do that. You can say, hey, this building is worth $300,000. I'm about to sell it for $300,000. I bought it for $10,000. I don't want to give the whole thing. I only want to give 10% of it away. You give 10% to the charity. Then when the building sells, the all 100% sells. So 90% mm -hmm. goes to you of the cash and 10% goes to the charity. That 10% that goes to the charity is tax-free. It's yeah. a great way for you to give, uh, really maximize the amount yeah. of money you can give away, yeah. avoid that tax, get a big yeah. tax deduction, because you still get a tax deduction mm -hmm. for that amount that you've given away before the sale, which is great. That works with individual stocks, works with real estate business. I think that's a huge point that people need to, if really the goal is they do when they get done selling this, they want to give a portion away to make sure they actually realize you can actually give it away first. In other words, it's part of the transaction. It's automatically going and that's just, that's a tax savings. Let's just stay on the publicly traded stock because yeah. we can talk right. about real estate and those yeah. things and it gets to be complicated. Yeah. This is easy. Yeah. So giving publicly traded stock, these are again, not things in your retirement right. portfolio. These are just outside of your retirement. There's just the other investments that you have chances are they have grown in value. Mm -hmm. And so I tell people, if you have a stock portfolio, stop giving cash, just stop. Mm -hmm. Because th that's probably the least tax efficient thing mm -hmm. you can give. Go to your stock portfolio, figure out, hey, these things are really, they've grown in value, they're great investments, and give those away to your charities that you want. And then go take your cash and go put it back in your stock portfolio. Right. So you have $50,000 in a stock portfolio. You go figure out, mm -hmm. hey, these things are worth $10,000. Maybe they only cost me 2,000. Yep. I go give those away, that $10,000 to my charities, those stocks. And then I take the $10,000 cash I was gonna give away, put it back in your stock portfolio. Right. You have the same amount of money invested. You've yeah. rebalanced it, taken out some of those capital gains and you've given them the same amount of money away and you avoid a, t a ton in right. taxes. Uh, we have donors to our foundation they only give publicly traded stock. Mm -hmm. 
They've stopped giving cash because of that tax benefit. Not to get into the weeds on that, but someone gives the stock. Let's say they have a donor advice fund. They have it through the signature. Signature is going to accept that stock and they're going to sell it. And it's going to end up being cash in their donor advice fund anyway. The point is the timing of it. And so I guess I would say to the people that are listening to the podcast, and that is, I think if you're working with an advisor like us, Wisewalt, it's important, I think, to express your charitable intent. Make sure that's known up front because if that is known, then there are some tools like this and some things we can do before the sale instead of doing it afterwards. Even though you and I have already talked about the goal is not to save money. That's not the reason we give, but there's no reason not to. If there are deductions and ways to save money on taxes, we want to be wise managers. And so it's important to look at these things. I think people really just need to know that if your goal is to be charitable with any sort of sale of anything, you might want to look at that before the sale. Let's define what a donor advised fund is for right. your audience. After, I know yes. I work with them all we the time. It a couple so, times yeah. <laughs> yeah. The donor advised fund, this is something that we have at the signatory. It's just a tool. Mm-hmm. And so it's an account that somebody sets up at the signatory and that they are then able to give into and get a tax deduction. And then that money is in it, their fund. So it could be the Stephen Strickland family fund at the signatory. When you put money into that account, you get a tax deduction. And then you decide, that family decides where that money goes. It can go to your church. It can go to your school. It can go to any tax-exempt organization. Mm-hmm. And really the secret sauce is yeah, I can give assets. I can give publicly traded stock into that account very easily and then distribute it out to a variety of different charities that I want to give to. Yeah, for a financial advisor, and Stephen, I know you and Paul do this, and you talk to your clients of, hey, if you're going to give money away charitably, how much does that look like? And let's determine, is there ways that we can do that same charitable giving, maybe even increase it Mm -hmm. in a more tax efficient way, which is a great value add that you all have. Absolutely. In a a donor advised fund, like you said, is a fund that someone creates. They can name it, whatever they they actually name it, something. It's their fund. And at the moment they give the contribution, whatever that is, cash or whatever else it is to that donor advised fund, they get this tax deduction we've already talked about in that year but they, they don't actually have to give it to the charity in that year. Is there a time frame when they ever technically have to give it away to, to the charity? Yeah, no, they don't. Now I will say, I hope you do give it <laughs> right. away to charity because yep. then it's doing that's some good. Point, yeah, right. that's the point that yeah. does good, but it really operates kind of like your own family foundation. Mm-hmm. And so I know just personally, so you know, my wife and I, we have a donor advised fund for our family. Our kids are still pretty little, but we want to, it, it allows us to have this account, this one little family foundation mm-hmm. that we get to bring our family together and really celebrate generosity, mm-hmm. figure out where we want to give that money away. Yeah, we have some organizations, our church, the missionaries we support on a monthly mm-hmm. basis, but then there's some money also in there that, hey, let's figure out, maybe we want to give to this homeless ministry. Maybe we want to give to this pregnancy care mm-hmm. center. And it's really fun area to really bring your family around and and, and talk about generosity, talk about why you give things away. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a a multimillionaire that you can have your own little family foundation that really can start to bring up a lot of these great conversations with your family. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's great to be able to, I think sometimes people want to give to maybe multiple organizations throughout the year. One of the things we're all about at Wise Wealth and even this podcast is about simplify your retirement. We want to simplify the giving process. It'd be great maybe at the end of the year, instead of having to chase down 10 different charities that you gave donations to, to make sure you get the, the letter that says you can deduct it from your income taxes and so forth. Waiting for all those, you can give one, you can give it to the donor advice fund, 
the donor fund, the donor advised fund will give you one tax deduction letter at the end of the year, regardless of who you gave it to. It just makes that whole process a lot more simple too. The best practical example I could give is my wife and I. So what we do is in December, we will dump a bunch of money into our donor advised fund. Actually, we'll dump stock That's into so our do donor advised fund. Yes. And that stock that we put into the account, it mm -hmm. sells right away. And then we have this pool of money that we're able to give out all over the next year. Yeah. And what's fun too is when it's in that donor advised fund, it can be invested. So mm -hmm. most of the time, we actually have more money to give away than what we put in originally, right. which yeah. is really exciting. Yeah. But we can give that money out. There's no timing requirements of yeah. when that has to go out. But we put that, we put it in there and it really kind of gives us two acts of worship that right. we get to put that money in and figure out how much do we want to give and then mm -hmm. where do where does God want us to right. distribute it? But yeah, for us, I mean, yeah, it really simplifies. We have one account where we give out of, yeah. we get one tax receipt at the end of the year where all of our charitable giving, again, the amount we tithe to our church, right. the amount that we give to, right out of that fund. yep, it's all out of that same fund. It makes it very simple, very easy. Yeah. And really it, it's brought my wife and I on the same page yeah. from a giving standpoint, which is really exciting. It's awesome. So people money in the donor advised fund, maybe people get commissions throughout the year, they get large payments. It's just a great way to throw the money into, like you said, and then, give it out either systematically like you normally would or from time to time just knowing you have this a pile of money a giving fund it can only go to charities once it's in there someone can't say oh never mind i changed my mind i want that money back right i mean once it's there it's it's going to a charity that's the only way it's coming out it is yeah okay. but but that's how you were able to get a tax deduction right. when it goes in that's how it is and, and yeah it's, and it's really exciting Stephen. i'll give you just another quick story because yeah we work with families i mean we can give some numbers of billions of dollars that have gone away we've worked mm -hmm. with some really great donors but we've also worked with families where they've just started to give mm -hmm. this is an area that where they get to again you get to yeah. test it out you get to start to grow and grow and then some families that come and say hey did you see how much money i gave away and i'm like no i don't i don't look at how much money you give away right. but they'll be like we gave away more money than we ever have in our entire lives because yeah. we just started using these tools and principles and it's the, one of the missions of why we're here to help people get to a place where they're free to do this. And one of the things you have to be free to do that is have the money set aside to do it. It's easy to say, hey, the next time a disaster strikes, which again, you mentioned earlier, the amount of money people have given even through the pandemic, people get tend to get generous when they see people in need. We've seen earthquakes, we've seen fires, we've seen tornadoes and floods, and you see the American people and how generous they become. I think it's great for people to already have the money set aside. You don't have to think about it then based on your current situation, your current bills, your current income. It's already there. You have a fund from which you can choose to give away anytime your heart is led to do so. I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Again, not to inundate your podcast audience with scripture, but right. if you go into Second Corinthians yep. chapter eight and nine, this is the Macedonians. They were talking, Paul's giving such commendation to the Macedonians for their amount of giving, but they were intentional. Mm -hmm. They gave as a percentage of their income. They were proportionate in their giving. They were, yeah. they set it aside at the first part of the week. And yeah. you think about these principles, it's, well, it's the same way I get out of debt. It's the same right. way I save for retirement. It's systematic. It's routine. It is. Yeah. There's that intention to it. Yeah. Let's add giving to that conversation, which I know you all do here. And that's, uh, that's phenomenal. Absolutely. And one thing I want to make sure I bring up again on the donor advised fund, you mentioned that a second ago, one of the greatest things I love about it is you can leave a legacy of giving to your family. So in other words, a husband and wife or grandparents could give money to this donor advised fund. And let's just say it grows to a hundred thousand dollars. 
and they may sit there and say, okay, we're going to leave this $100,000 base here, and every year we want to take 5%. We want our family to get together. We're going to take 5% out of this. We're going to meet together. We're going to decide which share to give it to. Or someone might say, we're going to take the interest that's earned on this every year and give that away. So it's something that you could leave behind. Your kids can't inherit the money and cash it in, but your kids can inherit the opportunity to be able to continue to give money away, which I think is really amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you can be, it can be a part of your estate plan. So again, we have families and we've done this myself that are, we have three kids, mm-hmm. but our estate is split up into four different sections. Mm-hmm. So our kids get a four, uh, each one get a fourth, and our donor advised fund gets a fourth. Okay. And so our kids are going to be able to give away some of that inheritance. Yeah. But that's what that's the legacy we, that we want to leave yeah. that lasting legacy of generosity that we can pass down through the generations. That's awesome. In 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 a donor advised fund, I want people to understand also. And you mentioned this a moment ago as well, and that is you can choose investments. You have a donor advised fund. It's in the name of whatever you want it to do. And inside of there, you could leave it in cash or you could choose from different fund options that are available in there. You could be very conservative with it. You could be actually aggressive with it. You can choose investments. And so as it earns money and grows, you're able to give that away as well. So it's not just sitting there in cash. It actually can be growing and earning money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Think about the parable of the talents. Jesus, the master gave the talents to the servants and it was congratulations. You grew that investment. And so that's what we want to see happen too. Let's grow it because ultimately those are all dollars going to ministry. And as you know, I'm a financial advisor, Evan. Yes. That's true. And so financial advisors can help clients invest that money in these donor advised funds as well. Absolutely. The vast majority of our donors actually have their own financial advisor manage the money in the investment for them. We have no restrictions for that. So if you have a client that comes to you and you're a donor and you say, hey, I want Stephen to manage the money in that account, they can do absolutely and have it all together right there. This has been excellent, Evan. We, I knew the time uh, would fly by just talking about these topics. I know it's something that uh, you talk about all the time and, uh, and uh, you're very you know, familiar with and love talking about these things and encouraging generosity, and certainly I do too. Before we go, before I let you go, I just want to ask you, is there anything else, any tips, any, any tricks, anything else that anybody would need to know that you want them to be thinking about as we end this podcast today? Yeah, I'll give you a tip and then I'll hopefully lead you with a little encouragement. So one tip that we didn't talk about, if you have clients, if you are a client and you are over the age of 70 and a half and you are starting to take distributions from your IRA, if you're over 72 and you're taking distributions from your IRA, you can actually direct those directly to a charity. Mm-hmm. That is, it's called the Qualified Charitable Distribution It is the best way to give to charity. It's not a tax deduction, but you avoid all tax on that. So just a quick nugget, talk to Stephen, talk to Paul about this. If you have any questions, it's a great strategy. But, you know, as just a, hopefully a note of encouragement, it it is so amazing to see just the the amazing amount of generosity. And I I just got done talking to a donor and a client that his joy is to figure out how can I give more? How can I give more? If there's anything I can leave for your audience and your clients is that yeah, ju- experience the joy and the peace and, mm-hmm. and really just the, the faithfulness that comes with generosity. People are always asking, how do I get more peace? You know, how can, I'm so stressed in this world. There's so much things going around. 
start to give and you will start to experience really the peace of the Lord. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Evan, so much. You're blessed if you give. You're, you have more joy and happiness in your life if you give. We'll, we'll end the way we started talking about these things, but then also uh, there's a lot of other benefits as well. And uh, Evan Lang from The Signature and I have been talking about uh, generosity, but then also a lot about donor advised funds. You certainly can learn more about that by contacting us at uh, Simplify Your your Retirement Podcast or even at wisewealth.com. You can go to wisewealth.com and ask about a donor-advised fund. Evan just mentioned a moment ago about qualified charitable distributions coming up in a podcast very soon. We're going to be talking about specifically qualified charitable distributions and talking to a, a client that, that uses that you know, quite often. But Evan, we appreciate it. Great information. And, and our clients can find out more about donor advised funds through the signatory and, and either foundations around as well. But I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Stephen and the entire Wise Wealth team. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you, Evan, for being here. I know it's, it's always great to visit with you and your passion and heart for helping others give is phenomenal. I, I love it. It's a great energy to have in this room as well. Steven, thank you for bringing Evan on here. We're uh, glad that he's here. It's, I know we just barely scratched the surface right. today, just barely scratched the surface on this uh, topic of giving, but some great information. And so thank you both for your time today. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you for tuning into the Simplify Retirement Podcast with Steven Strickland. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Stephen comes out with a new podcast, like the one on qualified charitable distributions, it'll show up directly in your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts, like this one today, with your family and friends. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Wise Wealth, this is Paul Brock reminding you that financial peace comes from having a plan. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Simplify Your Retirement podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of WiseWealth LLC or Simplify Your Retirement. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of a financial advisor or other qualified financial professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.